0: Tree, you and me, Heritage Tree, a big family. Welcome to Heritage Tree, where we talk about heritage care and development for people and organizations. And now to our host, Dr. Dina Michelle Roscoe. Quality of affections. We read in Revelation 3 about Jesus standing at the door and knocking of our hearts, our affections, so that what? He can come and fellowship with us. This reminds me of a previous episode when we talked about Judges 19 and the concept of a threshold when someone is trying to enter into a safe place. Back in Exodus, we also read about Moses and how he instructed the Israelites to put the blood of a lamb on the lentil and doorposts to save them from the destroyer so that their firstborn would not suffer the curse as the children of the Egyptians did. When I was a little girl, my childhood pastor preached on John 3.16. Many of you might know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus in the book of John referred to himself as the door. The sheep hear my voice, they know my voice, and they come and they follow me and they know where I am. This same Jesus also talked about leaving the 99 to go find the one sheep that got lost. This is the quality of a Savior who offers a safe love. In 1 John chapters 3 and 4, we read about this love of God. This love that can be evident in us, and if it's not, it is evident to others. They will know us by our love. 1 John 3 and 4 goes into how if we are not showing love to others, that we are not showing love to the family of God, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth of God is not in us. If we say we have no sin, then we are making God out to be a liar and the truth of God is not in us. It's very harsh and startling and effective to point out these distinctions. The distinctions between what the love of God looks like in this fallen suffering world and what it does not. Later in scriptures we read from the Apostle Paul how he is correcting the different churches in Corinth and other places for misusing this message. For there are many people who are false prophets in your midst. The book of Jude covers this as well. People who pretend or who say that they are believers but they are not living it, they are using that as a religious imagery to prey on other people. This is incredibly important for the church to grasp in terms of accountability structures and building a, an environment that is safe and brave space for people to grow in their walk with the Lord and not be harmed by those who would have other means or devices or intentions towards them. The quality of our affection. We know that in different stories in scripture of friendship, this power of friendship cannot be underestimated. I've often heard The saying among moms, I don't know if you have heard this or other sayings like this, that I can't both be a good mom and a good friend. And this saying kind of makes me sad because we need friendship and we need community. And indeed it is as a style of parenting. It is a nest in which we are raising our children and taking care of them. I tell people, join the movement, support mothers. This is not only for their basic needs of food, water, shelter, and fresh air even these days in wildfire season. These are also our needs for companionship. In scriptures, we read of different examples of Mary and Elizabeth. These are cousins of Mary and Martha, the sisters, of the group of women that followed after Jesus and tended to him when his body was in the tomb. Indeed, these were the first among the first who noticed that the tomb was empty and did the disciples believe them when they ran back to tell them? Yet one woman stayed and lingered. Mary Magdalene lingered and wanted to know, where, where did you lay the body of my Lord? she asked the man, and the man ended up being Jesus. And she knew it was him by the way he said her name. The way of his voice, the way he said her name was a safe way to say her name. I don't know if you've ever had anyone in your life say your name a certain kind of way. Maybe they said it in a loving way and it drew you and you want to hear that voice again. Maybe they said it in a sharp way to the point that whenever they say your name, you startle, you jump. It makes your central nervous system feel out of whack and startled and as though you need to be on guard. That is not safe love and that is not the voice of our lord when he said the sheep know my voice and they come follow me they hear my voice when i call them back into the pen i could call the sheep all day and if they're not familiar with me and i'm not their shepherd they're not gonna come near me but the sheep know his voice how do you think the lord would say your name how would it sound to you and do we know the sound of his voice do we know how it sounds to god when we say his name do we take his name in vain do we use it to curse others or do we use it in a prayerful way do we praise him or do we just ask for stuff if we're in a crisis or an emergency do we even know how to say our father in heaven how would be thy name is it holy to us is it as a breath You know, the word holy doesn't just mean perfect and pristine. It actually has this sense of wholeness, of holism, this sense of all that is as should be. So when Jesus said the name of Mary, she recognized him. I often wonder what Mary, the mother of Jesus, thought as she watched her son die on the cross. Did she accept this fate as the sculpture of Michelangelo depicted, or was she questioning God? God, I thought your will was that I bear the Son of God, that He take away the sins of the world. I thought that this was to me my mission to raise this child, and now have I failed? What is happening and what will happen next? What will become of Him? What will become of me? And what's so tender in that moment is Jesus says the name of His friend John, and He tells her, This is your mother. Your mother, your son, he in effect says adopt each other and be as a surrogate family. And that very evening, John took Mary as his mother into his home and took care of her. Isn't that beautiful in a moment of great agony and great forsaking that his best friend and mother would be standing by his side and he would arrange for care of actually both of them? The sheep know his voice. Does the voice of the Lord sound that way to you? Now, you may know the lessons of the circles that I describe in the book, but the lesson of the circles today versus rectangles, we're going to talk about that a little bit in terms of what we put our eyes on during the day. Some of us who are in the birth world know a lot about attachment theory and the circles of our eyes and the circles of the nipples and how those are geared to nurture attachment Human attachment, we get that by looking into, deep into the eyes, and it's not a cold, hard stare. Proverbs and other places talks about the eyes being as windows of the soul. You can actually see, and what happens when people misuse or indulge their senses in other things and how it makes them hard or glossed over, or they misinterpret reality, and they can actually become a danger unto themselves or others such as with alcoholism or other examples we see in scripture and that many of us may have encountered in our lives. We know that everyday life with our phones and our computers and our televisions, these squares and rectangles that we fit into our lives can occupy so much of our time. And there have been some discussion around what that does to our central nervous system. We know that the sympathetic nervous system is what's the adrenal fight, flight, fawn, or freeze response. And we also know that the parasympathetic nervous system is the rest and digest, where we can be creative and play and imaginative and when we are actually at our best. I have to wonder if this is one aspect behind having childlike faith that we are able to be in that moment. If you watch a child play, if you watch them, repeat in almost in meditative way this this may be a clue as to why there may be so many imperatives especially in the new testament and even in the ten commandments about how we're to treat one another what we're engaging or bringing out in one another we read a crushed spirit who can bear but god is close to the brokenhearted and saves those crushed in spirit as the miracles of jesus we see a character trait of god that makes his love safe that he wants us whole Again, that holy, that holiness, be holy as I am holy. The other scriptures in James and elsewhere, be slow to anger, slow to speak, quick to listen. For anger does not bring about the righteousness of God. This anger is that quick rush that we read with Samson, the rush of strength. This is the Holy Spirit came upon him and rushed upon him. And this is where we see his feats of strength. But oftentimes that was when he was in a temper. and. One has to ask, did he use that power of God rightly or not? You know, is tying the tails of foxes together to set fire to the grains of the Philistines a good idea or not? And we wonder about that. The point is, is are we engaging in ways that make our love safe and accessible, that make it imaginative and playful and loving and careful and kind toward others? This, too, is a holiness of God. I think of the four friends who helped their ill friend who was laying on a mat, and they lowered him into the crowded room where Jesus was teaching. They lowered him from the roof above to the floor below, and Jesus admired them for their great faith. The same Jesus who said, take up your mat and walk. Christianity is not passive. There's this active integration where we are Acting on and doing the words of God. We are doing what the Lord says. He says that's how He knows we love Him when we obey His words. This is not an authoritarian type of parenting do as I say, not as I do, because Jesus himself fulfilled his word. He came down and suffered greatly to earn the title of empathetic high priest. He suffered greatly at the hands of all the sectors and all the people in society that did different things to him that were not safe, loving, or just. But he did have his crew, but even his crew forsook him at the hour of his greatest need. I'm referring to the Garden of Gethsemane on the night he was betrayed. I often pick on the friends of Job. I'm hard on them because they showed up and they started out right and they sat in solidarity with Job as he suffered. He suffered the loss of his children, their house and some resources and wealth and his health and even his wife's solidarity with him. And they sat and mourned with him, but then they opened their mouths and started to argue with him. And I talk in previous episodes a little bit more about what that means to me. In the books, I write about how we will do greater things. When Jesus said you will do greater things than me, one of the areas I think he meant involves the solidarity of our love as the church. Perhaps you've also heard of moms or other people talk about seasonal friends or I can't be friends with other women, just guys, if you're a female or something to that effect that there's a sense of competition or distrust or past hurts that's gotten in the way from us having a sisterhood, as it were, of friends in the church and maybe just in general. I challenge that. Jesus is Alpha and Omega is a friend of all seasons. Again, he stands at the door and knocks when his friends forsook him in the garden. And then the next day when he was crucified, God forsook him on the cross. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That forgiveness was not just of those who crucified him, but of those who forsook him. Have you ever had that happen to you in your life? Even King David, he wrote, though my Father and mother forsake me, the Lord takes me in. Those hurtful times of betrayal that King David wrote about, even my close friend, he's the one that had dipped his bread in the morsel with me and he has betrayed me. Now David knew what it was like to have a genuine friendship with Jonathan who helped save his life and saved the line of Christ by his loyalty to David. Do you have a friend like that? Have you? You been a friend like that? What did Jesus do with that forsaking? Well, he harrowed hell after he died. It says he went to minister to the spirits there so that heaven and earth would be filled with his train and the enemies his footstool. He fulfilled his destiny and he's still fulfilling it today. He'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. So when the word says, when Jesus said, we'll do greater than him, One way is because we now have each other as the church. So what are we going to do with that? From a network perspective, are we going to just say it's enough to resource each other, but nothing else? Or is companionship also essential? I know that it is, especially for caregivers, and I know that it is part of God's way. It is part of what's in our heart. What friendly quality are you growing in? What friendly quality appeals to you from someone else? What friendly quality do you need from others? What friendly quality do you need from Jesus? What respect do we give to those who have shown friendship? What respect do we give to Jesus? You know, our culture arguably is elevating this man of one sort of do-it-yourself culture, and show it off on social media, turn the lens on you, not on the world around you. And we're getting sliced and diced in a highlight reel out of the context in which we're living our lives. And it can be very fragmenting and disorienting when even neuroscience and trauma-informed care talks about integration and just this need to slow it down. A safe love is willing to slow it down and walk a mile or two with you. A safe love will be willing to walk even longer with you, especially if it needs to repair with you a breach of trust or something hurtful that you or someone else or me have done. A safe love proves itself over time. What will it look like to ask, notice, or respond to safe love, 2020 and its display was not so friendly, but they will know us by our love. Let's redeem the friendly quality of a gospel heritage kingdom come. Thank you for joining us. If you like what you heard, tip us at the link below. And inquire, subscribe, and shop our merchandise label of Heritage Tree and Heritage at com and dogwoodgroup.io. Come back again when we gather round. The Heritage Tree